Good morning. This is Tamara from A Girl in the Middle, Titus 2 Mentor, encouraging women to love God and to love well their home and families. I am doing something very different today. You haven't heard from me for a while. I'm going to explain um, quickly. I'm doing a live, non-cut, non-edited, non-written post just to catch up with you guys because I miss you. I'm sitting outside on my lanai. It is a beautiful, beautiful, almost summer rain that you will hear in the background, maybe some rolling thunder, I'm not sure. But I need to come tell you what God's doing in my life and where I've been. We started this year with 21 Names of God, which was a phenomenal study. Um, God had me do that, believe it or not, to use, excuse me, when my husband and I found ourselves sitting in a hospital room for about a week. And I was able to listen to what the Lord had given me that I shared with you about all his different names, what they mean to us, who he is. If you haven't listened, go back and catch that. It's a great series because of who God is. So that's how the years barely started out when my dad my dad got sick. And he had very, very recently moved about four hours away. And the hospital he was taken to was even farther away where he eventually died from uh, COVID in ICU on a ventilator with nobody being able to see him or know what, um, how they were treating him and what was going on. We are huge advocates for our own health. So that was a big divide, knowing God was there was our only peace and then not too far after that I was preparing for my best friend to be here because she had had COVID in the fall came for a quick visit as she recovered so she could be at um, my oldest's wedding thankfully Um, but it was a very high stress as far as the wedding and low key as far as her health. So I was excited for her to be coming and she was bringing her husband with her because his mom had passed away recently who he took care of at their home. So he was able to come. Well, that trip was canceled because of the critical urgency we had happen here. Uh, that we're still dealing with, but God has been so good through it. We got home, do all the, are still going through all of the after effects of something like that. A lot of changes, a lot of uncertainties, a lot of hope. And once again, preparing for uh, my friend to come with her husband got their bedroom all set up even 
put in a king size bed so that my youngest didn't have to be displaced, which is hard to do when you have a teenager, isn't it? Everybody's happier when the teenager can stay put in their comfortable space, which um, there was a willingness to move and change and offer it up. But this was a great way to set things up for special friends. And no sooner do they get here than we realize that my friend was sick when she came. Um, we are fearful of setbacks in things as they were going at home health-wise. And there was some trepidation from their home. Eventually, instead of staying for two weeks, they got about four days here of lots and lots of coughing, very little time to visit, and had to get home urgently um, for a pending and inevitable death in their family. This has been a year, my friends. And what I'm here to tell you today is what God is showing and teaching me. You know, scripture says that man can plan his steps, but it's God who actually directs them. I thought my friend was going to be here. I thought we were doing this, this, and this. I thought I planned. I was ready for things that happened completely different than what the Lord put in front of us all year long. Here we are in June. This has been going on all year long. And it's been hard. Sitting down to get a minute to write. And then be able to get on my podcast, which is a real desire of my heart. The Lord stirs in me daily. Has proven impossible. And... Not only does the Lord direct our steps, regardless of what our plans say, He confuses our minds. Because if you're like me, you're really logical, and you try to plan things out and think things out, and wonder if it goes like this, we have plan A. If it goes like this, we have plan B. It's the teacher in me. I can't help it. It's been a struggle that the Lord has really, really brought so far from where it used to be but again scripture says that God's going to confuse us in the fact that we don't think like he does he doesn't think like we do our ways are not like his our thoughts are not like his and so I, I end up in Romans 8 and that's what I wanted to share with you today I don't know if I can read it to you, and it still records, but Romans 8, there is therefore no condemnation exists for those in Christ, because the Spirit's law of life in Christ, Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. What law could not do, since it was limited by the flesh, God did. He condemned sin in the flesh by setting his own Son in the flesh like ours, under sin's domain. And 
I as a, and as a sin offering in order that the laws required would be would be accomplished in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit for those who live according to the flesh think about the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit think about the things of the spirit for the mindset of the flesh is death but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace for the mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit itself to God's law and it is unable to do so those who are in the flesh cannot please God you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit since the spirit of God lives in you but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ he does not belong to him now if Christ is in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness and in the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his spirit who lives in you so then brothers sisters we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh you are going to die but if the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live and those led by God's spirit are God's sons so don't miss that those led by God's spirit are God's sons and daughters for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out Abba Father side note Abba Father one of the one of the names of God that uh, we talked about earlier verse 16 the spirit himself testified together with our spirit that we are God's children and if children also heirs heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ seeing that we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is going to be revealed in us for the creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's son to be revealed So let's skip down now. To verse 24. Now in this hope we were saved, yet hope that is seen is not hope, because who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait with patience for it. In the same way the spirit also joins us to help us in our weakness because we do not know what to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. And he who searches the heart knows the Spirit's mind. Do you see here, when we don't know what to say, when we don't know what to pray, it's God's Spirit who fills in our prayers for us. Because God knows us and he wants to meet us where we are and he wants us to follow in his Spirit not in the world verse 31 what then are we to say about these things if god is for us 
who can be against us? He did not even spare his own son's life, but he offered him up for us. He offered him up for us. Or none of this would be true. just amazing to think about. In verse 35, and these are the verses my husband and I recited to one another and are engraved in our wedding bands. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or anguish or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than victorious through him who loved us. Because, verse 38, I am persuaded that not even death or life, angels or rulers, things present right now, things to come, the fear of the future, hostile powers, height or depth, or any other created thing will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's that's what God has been telling me. You can make your plans. I'm going to direct your steps. And I love you. You can think through things and try to understand But when you're confused of what I'm doing, it's okay. Because I don't think like you. That's full of promise. It's full full of fear, too, and correction to, to walk with the Lord. But it's full of his promises. When it doesn't make sense to you, it doesn't have to. Because I'm at work. Obey me, follow me, love me. I'm working, it's okay. And as Romans 8 says, Walk in my spirit. You belong to me. All of everything I am and have belong with, to you. You're heir. You're my heir. And nothing is going to separate you from my love as you walk with me and trust me. No matter what you're going through, no matter what has stopped everything you wanted to do, right there, Romans 8, 38, 39. Nothing can separate you from God's love. I know it's sometimes hard to follow along when somebody's reading. So go back, open your Bible, and read Romans 8. Just think about who you are in Christ. Who Christ is in you. What God's doing in your life. Even the hardest times. Keep your mind off of the flesh. It's scary there, you guys. It's scary to think about life in the flesh. Think about our life in God's spirit. Who he is, the freedom we have, the love he just lavishes on us. And the fact that nothing's going to ever change that or separate us from his love. I hope you will join me back here again as we discuss more about who we are as women in Christ, how to love our homes and our families. And let me tell you, 
sometimes it's hard. The hardest thing is to do exactly what God has created you to do. I think we get it wrong when life is hard. We think we must not be doing what God gave us to do. I don't know why we think that sometimes, but let me tell you, friends, life is really, really hard um, at points when we are walking exactly where the Lord wants us. Why else would he need to be our strength and weakness if it were not where he wants us to be? So don't give up because it's hard. And don't forget who God is when it feels hopeless. It isn't. All right. I love you. Hang in there and I'll be back.